gentlemen, welcome to, I believe, 2022's first podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. This is the No Cash, No Code podcast. I am your commissioner, part-time, Commissioner Andre Clark, and I am joined by, well, what's the title now? Shall we, let's, this, this podcast is about recapping the season where everyone finished, so, so there are no spoilers, we'll call him the historian. How are you, Tom Maxwell? I'm really well, Andre. I'm slightly embarrassed that it's taken uh, for you and I to be wanting to talk about FPL at the end of the season. Um, I, I think we should both be pretty embarrassed, but uh, lovely, lovely to have a chance to see your face more than anything. And I think we owed it to the uh, to the three listeners to um, give them a final pod before sending them on their summer break. I think two out of three will think we have an ulterior motive for this particular podcast and the other one doesn't want to listen because it's, it's been a painful year for him. But anyway, shall we crack on? Yeah. Uh, it is that time of the year. It is the end of year roundup. One of us made some ridiculous declarations pure pre-season as to where we thought everyone would finish in the uh, pre-season predictions. Just myself, as Jeff was away for this one, um, back next year, hopefully. So how did I do, Maxwell? You know what? I think you did pretty well. I think you did pretty well, and we'll we'll go through the different the different rankings. But just on a really basic level, um, I, I I think that you I think that you excelled this year. Uh, I don't know what your record's been like over the last few years. I know that you and Jeff sort of always were battling, but I don't know how sort of end of season you felt you'd done. But um, there are only there I mean, are only a few that are sort of well out of place, right? I, I'm technically undefeated when it comes to predictions. Uh, um, <laughs> when it comes to, I always have a couple of really bad outliers. Uh, shout out Tom Everett uh, for last season. There's always one or two. Uh, we're going to get to another one. I'm really looking forward to talking about later. But yeah, I feel pretty comfortable. Reminder to the listener: way back when I actually list, had to go through my old podcast actually to find this one. Um, so early September, we're about two weeks into the season, we broke form. So instead of the usual titles, we added an extra. And I put some extra caveats on it. So there were title chasers, which was cut down to four. There were champion, sorry, title contenders, four. Champion league chasers, six. Uh, up for the cup, six. Relegation, six. And a great big fat category in the middle called mid-table mediocrity or something similar. So shall we start at the foot of the table? Let's start at the foot of the table. Um, and just for listeners, um, you picked six people three of whom were brand new to the league, Rob, Elijah and Mark, uh, and then Yanis, Ade and Colin. Um, and five of the six came 22nd or below, which I would suggest is very, very good going from you uh, with just the one outlier who um, came strong at the end of the season, didn't he, in Ade? I'm... I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna gazump me, if you're gonna ruin my prediction, that is the way to do it. It was an absolute stormer for Ade. Ade took manager of the month to guarantee his success. Yeah, cricket clap right there. Uh, he's always the last to join the league, and it appears he's the last to start playing this year. Uh, but start playing, he really did in May. Uh, so he gets a slightly more detailed recap, I guess, than most. But finishes on the last day of the season with a bench boost. Not not the standard way, way of doing it, but he pulled it out brilliantly. 103. Game week 36, when many were chipping, he didn't and still 
We've got 136 points. He had the Sun captain, Enketia, Kane. It's, it was a storming, storming finish, much like his Spurs, uh, to finish the season the way he wanted to. So congratulations on making it a buffoon of me. 17th place is cracking work from Ade. Shout-outs also, though, to Yanis and Rob. 22, 23, that is above the Wars line. So not relegated, although pretty close to where we thought uh, relegation was going to be. Yeah. No, it's, Ade, Ade had an amazing season where he was... Over two million in the world until game week twenty three ended up in the top five hundred twenty thousand. He came eight k in the world for the final week. Um, so incredible finish My from him. My gosh! Uh, I mean, we- sorry to, to 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 talk over you, but that was the last email, right? There's it's all to play for still, and he's really proved that. That I didn't realize that was the turnaround. Say those statistics again. He was two million and what? Two and a half million in the world in game week twenty three. Uh, and finished wow. 518,000. So um, that's, that's fair. I mean, kept his chips and used them really well. Uh, and um, Wow, it's quite the claim. It I is. can think of one other person who claimed, claimed more than that in that period of time, but yeah, we'll get to them later. That's really impressive. Okay, let's move on for, to up for the cup. Um, Sorry, one last thing on relegation because yeah. they had so much airtime during the season. You mentioned the names. Let's read them out, actually. So the relegation predictions were Mark, Elijah, Colin, Ade, Yanis, and Rob. Rob, uh, Mark, and Elijah being you. Mark, Colin, all the airtime in the world. Bit of a cup run as well. You're still finished down there. <laughs> so fantastic teams from you. Rob, welcome back. You proved me wrong, but only, only just. Right, so... Next category. Also, as you should, should add, if we only send three people down every year, then actually none of the people you put up for relegation got relegated, just as an aside, while I'm patting you on the back. but Oh, that is true. Um, relegation so, is six, but yes, you are correct. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at those ones that should go down, and there's going to be some finger waggling when we get to those names later on. Quite that right. is for sure. Well, let's let's touch on one of them immediately in Up for the Cup. Uh, you had George Johnson, who ended up 20th. Aaron ended up 15th. Ali Maxwell, 25th. John, 24th. Dylan, 11th. Um, but in the relegation zone, I'm afraid, is Johnny, uh, who came Johnny, 30th. Johnny, Johnny. Okay, so the first first of my truly bad negatives rather than positives. And it has to be two sides. That taking Ade's spot, I guess, uh, in a renegation battle, he finished three million and change in the world this year, which is very unjohnny like Looking at the statistics, I don't think he's finished that. At, yep, it's his worst season. Worst season apart from his inaugural season, I believe. No, it's his worst ever season. Uh, so Johnny Oates, um, I hope you come back after the bruises we've taken. But it was a tough, tough season. He did finish with two green arrows. His last month wasn't terrible, but he never really recovered uh, from a turbulent start. Like he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven green arrows to start the year. I mean, that's 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 tough going for anybody. Uh, yeah, and and it's one of those where actually the relegation battle did get interesting, at least for a, for a little while between him and Elijah. Evs, uh, Tom Everett was down there for a bit as well. And then you got the Dash brothers. Um, but disappointing, no doubt, for Johnny. Um, I think he would have really been struggling to focus towards the end, even though he got some good weeks there. He used his chips up all but one by game week 23. So he only had a bench boost to play in game week 29. And that's where the really gaudy scores started to come. Hence the yeah. ADs going up and the, uh, yeah, you're really swimming against the tide at that point there, Johnny. 
Let's uh, let's very quickly touch on John Nazori, who came tenth last year, twenty fourth this year. Uh, I know that that you uh, sort of had the inside scoop on Nazori. What's going on there? <laughs> I, I nailed it. It was uh, he had a cup run this year. To be fair to him, semi finalist in the No Cash No Code Cup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was it? Um, class is permanent, form is temporary. I thought it was form last year. I predicted above relegation. I'm very, very happy with that one. That's probably my best uh, one overall to drop, to predict the drop from 10th. Uh, but again, as a Spurs fan, he's feeling pretty, pretty good right now. So let's move on from him quickly. He, to be fair to John, halfway through the season, he was pretty close to being four millionth in the world. Uh, and he got Oof. to 1.4. So, I mean, it could have been, it genuinely could have been worse, I think. So I'll give him props for that. He got really unfortunate in the cup run as well, if I remember correctly. Like, well, not unfortunate. He played his chips well, looking at it now. So uh, he got 159 points in game week 36 on his bench boost, which was a stonker. I think it was top two. Yeah. Um, but then when he had no chips left, he had to go back to yeah. a regular yeah. team of uh, just the 32. Uh, it's not going to get it done to get no, it kicked out. We're minus not. eight. No, and, uh, and then one of the biggest, if not the biggest mover of the whole season and the person that you were most wrong about in this group is Dylan. So can we have an apology for Dylan who came 11th, please? You can have an apology and no trophy. How do you about that, Dylan? Uh, it was a storming second half of the season for Dylan. Really, really proved me wrong. Uh, we had some chat between the two of us, actually, going into a cup uh, final, which was... a. Uh, well contested between the two of us. Uh, yeah, Dylan, well done. Um, I've actually checked. He's doing good things in Token House Yard as well. While he hasn't dominated this league, he has dominated uh, the leagues that are on the, the hallowed turf that we used to live on previously. Uh, I'm trying to get his details up simultaneously, but I think it is a late storm up the table. No, today. no, no. Quite the opposite. He was... Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I think he might have even been top of the top of the league or certainly second at one stage. He was 66,000th in the world in game week 19. Um, <gasps> Way back was, yes. And was 119,000 in the world in 25 and then has ended up in at 330. So um, he, he was right up there for a long time, but did use quite a lot of his chips early. Um He's got uh, such a strange record when you look at his years. Like, So the reason he would have been cast in that group is he's coming off a year where he's 1.7 million in the world. Yeah. So it's a quick worst, year. Wasn't it? yeah, that was his worst, wasn't it? That was his worst. by cuts and distance. But yeah, that let's, dragged it down a little bit. Let's go, go to mid-table then. Um, this was the largest group. So let's, let's move through this pretty quickly. But you had Jeff Moy, uh, who came 21st. You had Jamie, who came 19th. Jeremy, who came 12th. Steve, who came eighth, um, we'll touch on the two that did better um, than your predictions. But but firstly, those at the bottom, and I'm afraid we had both Jeff and Noel in the relegation places this season. And then Tom Everett, who you just never get right, do you? Sixth last year, <laughs> 28th this year. Um, I mean, extraordinary. Back to, back, to, back to where we were expecting him to be last season. I, Tom Everett is just like, I'm always one year out. Okay, he's exactly where I said. He's he your nemesis, be. isn't he, really, in this game? <laughs> he really is. I think he listens to this pod and he's like, I'll show him, regardless of what I actually you do. Tried to, you uh, tried to kick him out two years ago, didn't you? And then he came I, I back, a <laughs> lot of motivation, came back, I mean, and now he's got too comfy. 
At first, I tried to kick him out, and then I've gone with mid-table, so I can only be so wrong. And he's like, no, 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 I'll push that to the extremes. I will go as far away from your prediction as I can do, even though you've gone for a push uh, overall. Noel Marshall should be kicked out for the same reason as Tom Everett nearly was last time, but inactivity in this year, I'm going to let slide. Jeff Brown... He was active. Uh, so how he's finished 32nd is Jeff Brown, Jeff doing Jeff Brown things. As Liverpool goes, he will struggle. Um, but yeah, that's the, the group overall. Um, the ones I'm most proud of, probably Jeff Moy. That was controversial to pick him in that group. Some would say personal, uh, but he's exactly where he's supposed to be. Average. Uh, and so that leaves us with uh, the biggest rise. Jamie, about where he should be. Jamie, where he should be. So the biggest riser, I guess, is Ricky. Well, and, and Kinder. Um, so, so Ricky, oh, sorry, Kinder, Ricky, yes, Ricky and this, this is maybe a reflection I'd like to think of the strength of no cash, no code. Four newbies in the league this year, three of them ended up down, down towards the bottom or 20, 20th and below. But Ricky in at seventh, you weren't quite Fantastic sure what we were going to see from him, but you put him mid table and he's and he smashed it. Well, the question was, would he uh, shrink in the challenge that there's no cash, no code, even though that's really consistent years? Like he's averaging about 50k. So this is uh, note 500k. Whoops, the bad, bad reading there. So this is actually a very good year for him. Not only did he rise to the challenge of no cash, no code, he's been an active member of the group, pinged, uh, pinged me a couple of times. Interesting story about his, I'm air quoting because you can't see this, his wife's team. Uh, and most importantly, when it came down to the final weeks, when they were going for manager of the month, there was a point between him and his cousin who got him into the league in the first place. Nevin, not only did he beat him for the month, he didn't win the prize, but he absolutely crushed Nevin on the season. So uh, full kudos to, uh, to Ricky. Well done in your do you know, first year. Do you know how many points his wife beat him by this season? <laughs> no, I haven't checked. What is it? Three points. Three. Three points. Ooh. So, Amy, wow. well, Amy, well done. And if you want to join No Cash, No Code next year, I have no doubt you're an avid listener. 100%. 100% um, get, uh, get, get involved. <laughs> but let's, let's focus on Actually, a man who came in the top three. Um, Kinder, that's a hell of a, hell of a shift from him um, and, and an extraordinary last few weeks of the season to get himself up to 25K, which I think was the second highest ranking he'd had. Um, all season, he had an amazing start. He was top 100K in the first week um, and then just hung around and then went strong late on. And, and it was well, he's second equal, isn't he? Not even third. I mean, he must be the most disappointed person in the whole of no cash, no code for this season because um, he's second. But he's going to go down as third in history. And there's a few hundred thousand between them. That was such a comeback. And then to tie second place and lose it on... I believe the tiebreaker is uh, point hits or something silly, right. silly like that. But yeah, as you said, a storming. Well, I want to use the word storming because it felt like his scores were massive. Like he was top 20K, top, uh, what's that, 25K. Like he had week on week on week of excellence. He kind of was hanging around a very similar OR for most of that time. So mm. yeah, a, a, a really good return to form from a man who's not won the championship yet, but has made money every single year. It was all about his great chips, Good comebacks. And this is his best year since 2018. So it's good to see Kinder back where he's supposed to be. Right. Let's uh, let's get towards the um, the, the top just end. Before, of the, oh, just yeah. before we go through that one, we didn't read out the names. I don't want everyone to get a shout on this one. So in uh, Up for the Cup, uh, the, the full list of people in Up for the Cup were George Johnson, who came close to getting his uh, annual Manager of the Month payment, but just fell apart in the final month. Aaron, and that's the main reason I wanted to read that name out, 
fantastic season. I predicted he'd do well and there was no real grounds for it apart from his energy and interest. Uh, and he finished uh, 15th, which is fantastic work. Ali Maxwell, he's in, he's out, he's missed a few deadlines, he's got far bigger fish to fry uh, and finished exactly where he's supposed to finish because of all those caveats. Then Johnny and John, that was the uh, cup group. Sorry, anyway, where are we? Well, we just uh, we just finished mid-table. So I'll read those out. So Jeff, uh, 21st, very much where he's supposed to be. Ricky, as discussed, highest new entrant uh, of the season. Tom Everett, 28th. Jeff Brown, 32nd. Noel, 31st. All uh, below where you predicted. Jamie, 19th. Jeremy, 12th. Steve, 8th. Uh, big shout out to Steve Suckling. Only man to win two Manager of the Month awards. Very much in the money this year. Superb season for well him. done, Steve. And then uh, Kinder, second equal, third. Um, terrific season. So let's go to the Champions, Champions League chasers that you had down were Tom Kane, uh, Bob, myself, Jay, Nick, and Ed. Um, couple fell a bit, fell a bit, fell a bit down. Uh, but yeah. I mean, you had four of the top 10 in there, so that's pretty decent. Pretty decent. Um, the ones who let us, but I mean, there's a real, I guess the, the, the league is starting to tighten up with some of these ones now. So if you're looking at the people that fell out of the group, you've got Tom Kane and you've got Nick that were, as you just said, 16th and 18th, but there's not a lot in it at that point. So not disappointed with those. And I, I think it was a tough, tough year to be able to maintain focus on that. I, I think Nick in particular, I saw slipping midway through the table there and then a, uh, a revival halfway through. Tom is a hard man to pin. Um, he's, he fluctuates naturally. So um, this was a, a slight down year for Tom overall, but the rest of the group pretty happy with. There is one, obviously, who is uh, outside of that group for positive reasons. Shall we talk about him? If you'd like to. All right, so that pause is because I'm going to slip in the quote of uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I named you as being uh, champion league chasers and not title contender. Uh, and you were very humble with the, I have no business being in that illustrious group. Tell us what happened. <laughs> that was quite the chase down there from Tom Maxwell on the outside lane. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I started poorly as usual, but maybe not quite as poorly. Um but basically from sort of, I suppose it was game week 22 onwards when I got into the top 35K. Um, it was it was pretty much all systems go from there. I, I sort of crawled over the line a little bit once I took top in no cash, no code. If I'm honest, I was probably more focused on winning the league than I was on my rank, um, <laughs> which meant uh, ending up 9,000th in the world, which I'm I, I'm absolutely thrilled with. But it at one stage looked like it could have been a top top five k, um, but it was a great battle, and you know for a while it looked like Stephen was going to obviously run away with it, and then as he faltered, um, managed to get myself in there, and then the last two or three weeks, if I'm honest, I didn't really enjoy very much at all. I prefer being the chaser. You're actually being way more modest than I would put a Tom Maxwell to be. That's not true. You're always modest about these things. What you did from game week 26 to game week 38 was phenomenal. The amount of planning and organisation this year came down to 
how on it are you going to be and how tenacious would you be with your chips? Like when to, when to take the punts and you took some really big punts and when to just batten down the hatches and start playing defensive strokes, which is what you did towards the end. I think you guys, you two finished with almost identical teams uh, by the time we got to the end of it. So there was no chance of being caught. And that wasn't all your own doing. Uh, Stephen, we'll get to you in a second. But yeah, your storm, when you started getting the chips back involved from triple captain in twenty six. For the real geeks among us, it was a decision, do you wildcard before that and prepare or do you wildcard later? You proved the right strategy was wildcarding later, setting yourself up for the game week 29 bench boost. The discipline, however, that Tom Maxwell has shown this year, and it's not a word I normally use when I'm talking about a Tom Maxwell fantasy football season, is unprecedented. It's been said about you before that if you can control your uh, minus fours, and your instincts to go for the Martinellis of this world before they've deserved the right to be in your team, then you're going to be right up there and you were right up there. But the reason I wanted to play that quote, which you're not going to hear because I'm going to obviously slice it in later, uh, we recorded the preseason predictions in game week two, game week three, and you were the lowest bar one of the title chasers, which obviously chases overall. And I was flying high already at that point. Uh, and it did feel like you were in a position of, I'm going to have to play catch up. And instead, it was a relentless chasing down uh, to finish with a very, very good rank of 9,000 in the world. Not your best rank ever. Your best rank was 2015, but yeah. I believe this is, yeah, yeah, it's your second overall. So two top 10k finishes which i believe uh, the kids are now saying is both a good thing and a bad thing on twitter well done yeah. you. thank you mate i appreciate that very much um let's finish then with the title chasers you picked uh nevin damien freddie and steven previous season they'd come first second fourth and fifth so the only person in the top five from last year that you didn't have as a title contender was me um <laughs> and uh you've only and and only one of them came in the top five so a bit of a changing of the guard this season potentially i mean top four is a really thin thin group isn't it overall yeah. uh and there is obviously an outlier in there um someone did i yeah i've, I've caused a problem there because I, I don't count uh when it comes to predictions no. um so let's talk about the big falls shall we i I'm scared to say this out loud. Freddie, you mentioned changing of guard, but this is, this is uncharted territory. This is uh, a couple of years now where we don't have a Freddie, not just a Freddie title, but a Freddie title run. Um, it, is it the games change? Is it the extra chips? Is it, I, I remember this when it happened to myself, Stephen Hill, as the early uh, leaders in the game evolved. Does Freddie need to change something about his work or is it just that you guys were on flyer because 13th for Freddie seems a little bit strange game week ranking or sorry game week season ranking of 365,000 uh he's only touched that number once before yeah this like, is actually his worst ever season and he's 13th I mean that tells you something that's impressive his I think, I think like... my, my theory would be that Fred Williams was the data guy before Twitter gave us all of that data. Um, you and I don't have to work very hard to go and find that data if we need it. There are podcasts, there are whatever there might be that we listen to. Fred was doing all of that on a spreadsheet well before anyone was doing it on Twitter. And I think he's just sort of lost his lost his edge over the rest of the field. And having two it's kids scary, probably means that you're not quite as focused as he once was. 
I feel the same. Like the reason I was mentioning uh, myself as Stephen Hill, um, just because like my best year is 2011. It was 1,000 in the world. And in retrospect, I think I was probably one of the only 2,000 people that was engaged because they had the, 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 the willingness to go and find that data. So yeah, I do think the it's a big thing on Twitter right now, isn't it? The, the layman who has the algorithm versus the old school guys and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I'm going to say again, second time this pod, class is permanent. I think Freddie adjusts. I think he, as he did last year, had a better finish than he had a start. Just scans the numbers to make sure that is actually correct. Um, it's an inconsistent set of reds and greens there, but I'm expecting, I'm still going to struggle not to put him in the Champions League chases next year, but maybe not in the top four for the first well, time. Well, that top four is going to be really challenging for you next season, bearing in mind that you've got the top four pretty well spread across um, and you're obviously not yep. allowed to pick yourself. So I'll be interested to see how that goes do you want to do you want to just touch on uh on nevin well, last thing on this actually on you uh on that but we've had four champions in four years i believe in no cash no code so it is almost impossible to name that top four uh some the, the youths are, uh, are learning uh yeah let's touch on the others then so we've got nevin who also fell out um nevin's data is limited to be fair he came in with an absolute stormer um to, to no cash no code hence his high ranking overall. This isn't a good year for him. Uh, he's someone I stay in contact with quite a lot. There was a lot of swinging. There was a lot of chasing. We've all then been there for. I mean, his end of season ranking isn't bad by any stretch. 31,000 is actually one of his best, could even be his best overall. So was how much you, Stephen, Kinder, everyone else has been pushing the envelope this season overall. But he's but one he of those was, guys who's on, Nevin, Nevin, random Nevin, captains and avoid Salas. Nevin was 380,000 this year. 31,000 last year. Oh, sorry, 31,000 last year. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So it's a massive fall. 381,000. Is that his second worst year then? No, no. His it's early, his early, his early stuff was all was all in the hundreds of thousands. And then the last few years, he's been very strong. So no cash, no codes, because that's the one they care about. It's 34, 150, 77, and then 31. Okay, so he's... Probably not going to make top four. Sorry, Nevin, with that kind of record and this kind of drop-off. But uh, yeah, that was um, not his best season overall. Stephen. Should we do Stephen or should we do Damien? Uh, well, I, yeah, I'd, I'd do Damien first. I think we have to finish with Stephen, don't we? Uh, Damien, I'm scared to speak ill about in the same way I'm scared to speak ill about Freddie. I had to look it up. Damien finished 378 in the world last year. Amazing. Never, I mean, ne- never going to repeat. Be repeated that. To see what you did this year and how you had to hound down Stephen Hill, and for there to be thousands between that performance, which was a phenomenal performance, and Damien last year, just puts into context the fact that, quite frankly, he took a year off as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, first year outside the top 10k this season for Damien in, I want to say forever, but I, I don't have the stats in front of me. But it is rare for Damien to have this kind of year had a flurry towards the end and got pushed out of the top four only on the last day of the season and in these ridiculous uh, metrics that we've decided that top four is this and the next five of this that's the kind of hairs that we're splitting between saying Damien was a title chaser and uh, a Champions League chaser there are three points between sixth place Damien and fourth place person which would have meant a difference in how we just did that analysis by quite a, quite a leap and give us two minutes on Stephen, and then I want to finish. Uh, I know that we're doing some back patting here, but uh, we've got a cup yep. to give out as well. Uh, so, Stephen, um, great year for Spurs. 
massive Spurs fan. That's the that's the positives. Uh, I mean, Stephen played the last couple of weeks, in my humble opinion, like a man who is ranked number one in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 10, 15 leagues. Um, the no cash, no code, you stormed past with uh, two, three laps to go, last two, three game weeks. And he, there was a defensive mode being played by himself. He didn't swing when we thought he might do to try and get there. He finished with much of the season, to be honest, uh, Coutinho and Digne on the bench. Like it, it was that kind of year for Steven. He had some serious, he had the uh, free hit that went wrong, but I can't I say, it. I'm sorry, Stephen. It's happened again. This is our second Stephen Hill storm in the league, considerable league. I threw my toys out and thought this can't be done. Tom Maxwell thought otherwise, kept the pressure on, and there was some serious. I'm going to use it. I'm going to say the word. I love you, Stephen. There were some choke-like decisions down the stretch there. Um, some blocking, some uh, trying to repeat what your opponent is likely to do manoeuvres. That's not your game, my friend. That's not how you got into that big lead in the first place. Still a cracking season. Let's be honest. He's, he's uh, what's that, second 25K in the world. I actually was surprised about his game week histories, but 25K in the world is his best year for some time uh, since 2017. So... It's the fact the lead was taken away more than where he finished overall that's going to irk him, but that's going to feel like a bad season, even though you're second, my friend. We, I mean, we, we touched on um, the 300th place finish from last season for our winner. Um, it should not be forget- forgotten that Stephen was 970th in the world in game week 28. With, uh, wow. I but, forgot that. But he played all his chips very early. And, uh, and that was, you know, that, that got him into that position. Um, and it turned out not to be the right strategy, which is, which is really tough because not many people in no cash, no code have been in the lofty heights of being in the top one K in the world. And he was, he was in and around that for ages. And then the last three weeks when everyone else was playing chips, he didn't have them to play. It must have felt like a real like losing battle in that respect. Like you did really well, but you also, as you said, had the advantage of chips still to go. And there's not much you can really do. I've been really unfair actually on that respect. Like, how do you defend that when you know everybody has got? Uh, there's so many different strategies in play around you, and you've only got a finite amount of uh, transfers to use in the first place. Which ones went worst for him in terms of chips? Then the triple captain was in game week twenty nine. Yeah, so he, was, it was, that was the one. he went that with was the, the one. he went with the wild card free hit bench boost triple captain four in four weeks. Yeah. Um and that was when he got to the 1000. Um but what what's quite he then basically started taking hits. He'd not taken a hit almost all season and then three of the last six weeks he took a hit to try and you know keep up I think with the with the chips. Anyway, we need to... An interesting one. The last one on that one. So this was the... You know, we're going to talk about round it up in general. It was an interesting year because of... And one of the, I guess, the, the things that you did well, having all these extra chips, that second free hit just really blew the whole thing wide open. Like the fact most people didn't free hit until last two game weeks of the season showed the difference it meant on how we could um, use our transfers and everything else. But yeah, I'm looking at his chip use and the, the big one, I thought, where it started to slip was that triple captain Salah in his week when... Everyone else had triple cups in Salah for 84. That was, I mean, the, a few others who had the um, De Bruyne. I, the year before, a whole bunch of us triple captain Mane, and that felt when the season ended when he did his one-pointer. For you to lose 60 points on your triple captain on the on par, that's quite a lot. Anyway, sorry. 
Well, let's just wrap up then. The only man that we have not spoken about uh, because you do not make a prediction on yourself. But if I was going to be making predictions, we'd always have you in and around that title spot. Fourth place for you, I know, has ended up probably being slightly better than maybe where you thought you'd be a few weeks back, but not 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 your not your best season ever. Um, but that was made up for by a cup competition win. Is that your your first cup competition win? It's my second cup. Second cup. And it was a awful season because everything I said about Stephen times that by two. I choked the hell out of that season. I had a great start, a decent lead, a lot of value in the break. I was looking like this was the uh, the comeback tour. Couple of players missed through COVID. Threw my toys out of the pram for about only about two or three weeks, and suddenly found myself a hundred points behind Stephen, and thought it was all lost. Luckily, the magic of the cup gave me something to, to be focused on towards the end. Got lucky with a couple of draws. I don't think I finished as the top game week scorer in the cup runs, apart from obviously the final and I think one other game week. So feeling fortunate. And the streak never happened to actually pay an entrance to no cash, no code continues. That was the most important part for me because that would really hurt to shut it out on my own account. I mean, that's, that's, you, that's you, you, had, you had your two free hits left going into the cup competition, which certainly helped. And you had that big week in game week 36 with 115 points. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a, a double, a podcast double. Cup, league and Who cup. would have predicted league that? League and one, cup, eh? which probably means no one is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, what's the title going to be? <laughs> the backstabbing edition. Um, yeah, it, it's it's unprecedented that both of us uh, are here, and it will seem that that was the cause. But well done, you. Well, congratulations, and well done to uh, you. And and, and apologies, listeners, for us not doing more of these. Um, but let's see how we go next year. We're not going to make any promises. Um, let's have a good summer break. Let's recharge. I certainly need to recharge. I've unfollowed every FPL Twitter account that I follow. I don't want to even think about it. Um, but we'll go again next year, and it's been an absolute pleasure. I've already got my drafting ready for next year. Um, no, I'm going to take it last year. This is how serious I was about it uh, last summer before falling off. I, I want to share this because it's my favourite bit of geekdom for the season. If you want to do any analysis on our league, you need a league code number. Our league code is 576. Strong. Out of all the leagues in the world, 500. That's how geeky I was about getting online to get no cash, no code up and running. And I'm going to be even more on it next year. More podcasts, more focus. I need to make sure that you don't win another title and it comes back home. So looking forward to recording with you again, my friend. Congratulations on a fantastic season. Thank you, friend. Have a good summer, everyone. Enjoy that. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. I look forward to getting a tip soon. Oh, it's actually quite smooth. <laughs>